Hey, it's your old pal Slim, and this is 70mm, a podcast for film lovers just like you. Every Monday, I chat about recently watched movies with my close friend and artist, Danny Haas. Number 43 was my favorite hockey goalie growing up, Yamir Yager. And my close friend and movie insider, Protolexis. Having trouble finding the one? Maybe it's time to just give up and marry your friend. That's what Sally does. Later in this episode and every month, we have a new theme that guides our featured presentation for that episode. And this month, it was leading ladies. This pick, When Harry Met Sally, was voted on by the women of our Discord. And representing them is Casey Haas. Uh, there's no way Billy Crystal made a woman meow. <laughs> is this the quintessential 1989 movie about sex? Is Meg Ryan the greatest leading woman of all time? All this and more now. Marriage propaganda. If I could just <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> bring up a review that I saw this week. Uh, let me just. Um, I, you know we don't want to name names. No naming names. But it's Blake. Uh, <laughs> the letterbox review that came across our feed this week. The little marriage propaganda clips interspersed throughout are unnecessary for the overall movie, but I'm sure the boomers love them. <laughs> what a great review. Prado, what did you think of that review when it came across your feed? Resident Boomer. Propaganda. I I felt blindsided by that take. We'll get into it. Yeah, save it. Yeah. Save it. Just in mere moments, save those thoughts for our When Harry Met Sally discussion. That is our final movie of the month for Leading Ladies Month, L80s Month. And we have a special guest. The better half of the Haas family is back on the show. Casey Haas, welcome back. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Welcome, Casey. You were coordinating the vote for this episode, right? Yes. You're looking at Discord chat right now. I know, sorry. I can see it in your eyes. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yes, I- You said you weren't. (laughs) I coordinated the vote, and I'm a lady of the 80s, so here I am. Oh, Lady of the 80s. Lady of the 80s. Never even heard that phrase. What before. else was in the running for this? Good question. Oh, um, well, I submitted Steel Magnolias because Danny and I oh, both have never seen that. You're right. I thought that would be You're fun right. to watch together and he could cry and I could watch him oh, cry. Excuse me. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> a movie called Heathers. That was actually second place. Um, there were like 15 submissions. So. Oh, my. Yeah, I gave everybody three votes because there are not that many of us. <laughs> so oh, nice. you should have told me the questions ahead of time. I could have been prepared. <laughs> I came with my three this is points. Not Listen, how we do I, like, everyone great. listens to you, everyone listens to your podcast, Fun Sexy Bible Time. No, they they don't, know but that's the very kind of nice. prep, the expectation <laughs> that you have on that show. You know, I was perusing the feed recently. Oh. You you just did a live episode. <laughs> It, it, it's almost kismet 
with what the movie we're doing tonight, live episode on intimacy challenges oh. on Fun Sexy Bible Time. It's a perfect a live, fit, don't you think, for this week? Mm-hmm. A live episode on what? Intimacy challenges. Oh. <laughs> well, that do was you even one know of you do a podcast. She doesn't. She blocked it out already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah, there was just this, this video that was circulating Twitter, and um, it was a you know an influencer couple, and it was cut so that only the female was speaking, and they were doing this thirty day intimacy challenge where you have to have sex every day for 30 days straight oh excuse me and they were on day 25 and the guy so she's talking and the guy in the background just looks like half dead he's worn out he's out he's he's like (laughs) half dead but also on like on his way to nirvana and it was just it was perfect so we yeah we talked about that we did an episode live on twitter because of technical difficulties so we're uh, <laughs> we're innovating over at Fun Sexy Bible Time. <laughs> if you need more information about the intimacy challenge, please by all means check out no. that episode on Fun Sexy Bible Time. <laughs> uh, so you will be here for the entire episode. I'm very excited to get into when Harry met Sally. This is probably his first viewing. We'll get I'm into so that. I'm so excited. In just around oh my gosh, that's mere, amazing. I mere forgot. moments away. Mm from hearing Proto's thoughts. Uh, I wish I had Proto's diary entry pulled up for this particular film uh, with the comments that I presume were about Billy Crystal. <laughs> um, we'll get into it. I don't even want to reveal the, the, the letterbox review that Proto mm. had, had written Can't out. Wait. Before we get into everything, I do want to call out Pretty in Pink was a popular episode for new patrons. Ryland, yeah. Veronica, Jesse, Sam, Joshua, Jesse, Nick, and Henry all joined this week at patreon.com slash 70mn. They got access to the VHS Village Discord. Uh, Proto, were you expecting that response to Pretty in Pink and Ducky? No, I wasn't. I mean, it's fantastic, though. Uh, thank you, everyone, who's supporting us through the Patreon. Danny, what did you watch this week? Anything interesting? Do you want to, Is the Bond journey back up and running? Yes, it happened today as of recording. I watched Skyfall. I had a long week, so I cut my work short today and just sat on my chair in my office and watched Skyfall. Good for you. Um, and I gave it five stars. I love Skyfall so much. I don't. I don't love it as much as Casino Royale, but it is a. It is probably. Mm, it it's probably the best looking James Bond movie, and I think Deakins has something to do with oh, that. God. But um, what Sam Mendes does and what Roger Deakins does in this film is just kind of spectacular. And I just I love it. I love the storyline. I love how it kind of stays close to home with well, literally with Bond and um, Craig is in his in his world here. I mean, Craig is James Bond at this point. He's 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 a he was a perfect pick for this role, but um, mm-hmm. Javier Bardem, uh, mm. an incredible Bond villain. I, I love him in this. Uh, he steals every scene he's in, is what I said in my review. You never want to give the Deacon Simps any ammo, but it does look gorgeous. That movie. Listen, when you there's the scene where he's tailing the guy in the skyscraper in Shanghai, I believe, and that segment where. The lights are reflecting the, through the office building and the fight itself backlit by the giant LED screens. It is it is a gorgeous fight scene and it needs to be talked about and Deacon should be praised for it. I thought you were going to say it, it's made you a Deacon's simp. I'm not. That was 1917. 
Uh, they should call them deacons. They should call them the deacons deacons. Oh, Sorry. oh, there you go. We we just <laughs> coined, we coined that. <laughs> Tra- someone trademark that, please. We just did. Uh, so where do you go from here? Are you? <sighs> I know. I'm worried about Spectre. I know. You and I both know Spectre is flaming is, shit. Well, that's your words, not mine. I haven't seen it since I saw it in the theater, so I'm 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 kind of looking forward to it. But I remember absolutely kind of not loving Spectre at all, mm-hmm. um, which sucks because Christoph Waltz is in it, and I love him. Your boy, yeah. sure. <laughs> Proto, what, do you have any memory of seeing um, that last Bond one that w- that was very difficult to watch? Wh- which one are we talking about? Skyfall? It's called Spectre. Oh, Spectre. Yeah. With the rings. I, uh, was there one after Spectre? Yeah, No Time to Die. Oh. Um, yeah, I think I saw part of Spectre. Hmm. Not good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm worried about it. I don't think I like Skyfall either, though. So. Oh, really? Oh, God. Is that the one with the ice lake at the end? Oh, yeah. Oh, that movie. That was so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> but did you see it since the theater? See, now Slim. I didn't see it in the theater. I'm not. Mm. Oh, well, maybe I did. See, I should have walked where, out. This is where Slim went back and changed his review. I did. I changed. I, I had a different Second opinion. Second viewing. He had a better I had view. a different opinion. People change. Opinions change. People change. You know? Don't, don't, go, back, don't, don't go back too soon to Bond. Wink, wink. <laughs> um, we went back recently to our pilot season episodes. I need that photo of Billy Crystal to stop being posted. <laughs> The amount of times sorry, I've seen I'm this sorry. face of Crystal. Well, is there an inside joke that, that these three photos get posted? <laughs> am I, just, I saying something and that's triggering the photos? I can't get the... What am I saying? Is it a Hobbit segue? Off the screen. This is what is I happening. will shut this Discord down so fast. <laughs> the Alfred Hitchcock pilot season episode. We did our final pilot season episode. We did a, yeah. just for supporters. The Alfred Hitchcock presents. A lot of fun. And that was our 43rd... Supporter only episode. And 43. You're stopping on number 43? Wow. We're only stopping on that theme. We're letting our interns tier choose the next round of movies we're going to cover. Number 43 was my favorite hockey goalie growing up. Really? Uh, Yes. Yamir Yager. (laughs) All right. (laughs) This is. I didn't come here to be made sport of. Okay. (laughs) One of my dad's, one of my favorite dad quotes. But Proto 2.0 was something we announced at the start of the year. You know, mm-hmm. Proto, you were going to turn over a new leaf. You're going to start doing things differently. And yes. I was looking at your letterbox diary. I think that is back. Proto 2.0 is back. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Is there, <laughs> is, which movie do you want to talk about first out of the ones you watched this week? Well, I think the most important movie to talk about is one that has been long requested to be. Mm if not done on our show, just for our eyeballs to be on it. You know, mm. multiple people begging us to do the Wachowskis' uh, first picture, Bound, yeah, mm. which I watched this week. Um, been meaning to get around to it, and I, I made the time. Uh, and this movie was a delight. I gave it <laughs> wow. four stars. It's a nice little picture. Uh, That's about it. And I, I, the thing is, no one, I didn't see anybody ever mention this, but it's, it's really fascinating as a, a Matrix fan to watch this movie mm-hmm. because many, many, many of the things that they do in the Matrix, certain shots um, that they do, 
they do them in this movie as well. Bold uh, entirely. But, but they don't do it as well uh, as they do it in The Matrix, you know? So it's kind of like they, fig- you know, they were figuring things out in this movie and then really had them perfected. So I think as, as, a, as a Matrix fan, I am, uh, I'm so glad that I watched this. But I think if anybody's out there who, you know, you love The Matrix and you haven't seen Bound, I, I think you should watch it for that reason because it's just fascinating to see that. And then there's also um, Joey Pants is in this. He's uh, one of the main characters. He's fantastic. Um, and the the final act of this movie really uh, is, is a fun ride. What's the, uh, what's the plot of Bound? Is there a plot? I've never heard anyone describe the plot to me in the history so, of people recommending this movie. They try to get to Zion. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a uh, there, there's Joey Pants who plays a like a low level mobster, uh, and he has a girlfriend who is played by uh, Jennifer Tilly. Uh, and then they're in this like high rise apartment, and, and then next door there's uh, this uh, this woman uh, ex con who just gets out of jail, who's played by Gina Gershon, uh, Corky. She moves in, um, and then her and Jennifer Tilly they start getting to know each other, mm-hmm. uh, and then they have a they have a plan for uh, to uh, make a lot of money and kind of get out of their situation. Uh, and that that's the basic plot. So it involves the mob um, and, and moves that have to be made. But a lot of great performances in it. Um, it's, you know, it's under two hours. Oh. Uh, it's on Paramount Plus right now. Everybody's got it. Oh, yeah. So I say put it on. You know, I'm a Paramount Plus sub. America's Network. Day one sub of Paramount Plus. Party, you, you had two other movies that you watched. Is there one that jumps to the top between Puss in Boots and Insomnia? <laughs> Uh, well, I didn't. I didn't finish Puss in Boots. That was kind of just an acknowledgement that I. That was a mid log job. No, I fell asleep. Um, it was it was late at night, and I don't know why we decided it was like bedtime. But the kids wanted to watch the movie, and I thought, oh, maybe we'll watch the first half hour. But then they were they were enjoying it so much uh, that I was like, all right, we can keep watching it. And so I just fell asleep. Uh, I couldn't keep my eyes open. My God! Uh, but I I loved what I saw. I will say that the animation is is uh, awesome. Some of what they do, it's kind of I, I don't even know what to call this. Like this new era of animation that we've seen in Into the Spider Verse and mm-hmm. more recently with Bad Guys, uh, and there's been a few other movies. But this does some really cool stuff as well. It's just it, it's really compelling in the in the way that they they do the animation. So, Danny, have you seen it? No, I haven't. Um, mainly because I think it's Shrek. Adjacent, correct? Yes, it is. Uh, so no, it's not gonna. I don't know if I'll ever watch it. <laughs> okay, you know what? I had I'm the listening. same. I'm I had listening. the same feeling in the first five minutes. My my like gut sank <laughs> because I was like getting Shrek Sm- vibes, and I was Smash like, Mouth came in. I was like, I'm gonna have to. This is two hours of Shrek mm. adjacent, and I wasn't feeling it. But um, it, it's not as heavy handed as Shrek, I would say. So, just if I can just stand up. No, no, you Shrek, don't have to. You don't have to. You're not standing right now. Episode. I'm not physically standing up, but mentally, I'm standing up very tall. Five four. We did a Shrek bonus episode in the past, and I would think I was the lone supporter on the pulpit. Mm-hmm. You know, banging my fist down. I stand for Shrek. This is fun. I love fun, and I love people who love fun mm-hmm. and Shrek too. So I stand with you. Those who are listening and are aghast. At what they're hearing. I do want to applaud Proto's bravery 
for um, logging a very beloved movie as falling asleep and putting that out there on Letterboxd because the the comments came in. They were coming in. I was, I was just, I'm proud of you. That was, that's, yeah. that's, that's bravery right there. Thank you. There's, I'm starting to think of, I think I, I had a memory of doing, it's like these beloved properties. Didn't I leave like a somewhat negative review for Dawn of the Dead or whatever one is in the mall? I think I like Duh. slightly critiqued it. Yeah. And it was like you, you were took a dump on someone <laughs> mm-hmm. when you wrote Someone's those kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the zombie kid. God forbid you make fun of a zombie movie from the 70s. Oh, you're that be, one? You're going to get crucified. Yeah. The mall, the mall one's the from mall the 70s. One. I'm talking about, I thought it was like, in, oh, I think I'm Day of the Dead. No, I don't know. They're all, they all sound the same. <laughs> Is that my review? Called it Yawn of the Dead. What a zinger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of that, actually. That's good. Of, feel like free that. to use that one in the, the next time you log. Yawn of the boots. Dead. That's good. Let's see. We have to give away a free year of Letterbox Pro before we have. We're just so close to getting into When Harry Met Sally. Use the chapters if you must to skip ahead. Every week, we give away a free year of Letterbox Pro. Tag your Letterbox Reuse 70 mm pod, no space. Let me read this one. Meg and Billy are so charming. These two are magic. Stopping in the middle of a depressing conversation to do the wave at a football game had me howling <laughs> sideways laugh cry emoji. That is from our friend Megan. She just won a year of Letterbox. Pro. Oh, Megan, congrats. Congrats. Congrats, you Megan. Casey, is there any movie you want to spotlight that you watched recently? Anything you want to call out, recommend to people? Probably my favorite movie I've watched this year would be... Jean Dielman. Is that how you say her name? I don't even know oh, how to say her name. Yeah. Sounds right. I think about her almost every day. <laughs> she oh just, <laughs> it just made an impact on me. And every time I turn mm. off a light, because my kids never turn off the lights. And <laughs> they're just, yeah, I love that movie. I'm going to watch it again soon. It's probably going to end up in my top four. Just really, really good. Really powerful. I loved it. I like movies that I actually just realized. I like movies that just kind of let you sit with your thoughts. And that movie, I remember when you were telling us about it, one thing you said was it almost seemed like experimental, how like nothing happens. And so because, you know, as you're watching that, nothing's really happening. You can just, you really have space to process in the moment. I'm a slow processor. So sometimes I'll watch something and I'll process it days later. But since there's not a ton going on, I was able to like process things in the moment. And I just, I love that movie. I had a little cry for her a few days later. Mm. Just was so good. It took me a few days to get there, but. Mm. <laughs> imagine Danny gifting a framed poster, Jean Bielman to Casey. He did just uh, buy it for me. I mean, we just, we just got off the Criterion. What the French? A Criterion sale. I bought it. Oh coming in. I sent him that. What did you buy on Criterion text? <laughs> she saw my receipt. <laughs> oh, God. Thank God it was a gift for her, not what I was going to buy. I got that message. I got that message literally yesterday. <laughs> what is this PayPal charge? But it was a saving grace because we agreed, believe it or not, we agreed to buy what? YouTube Premium Family. Oh, we my took gosh. The, we what took is the that? jump. We put the family first. It's like seven hundred dollars a month. <laughs> what is it's it? A lot. It's twenty two dollars a month. Twenty two hundred. Twenty two dollars a month. Uh, to be fair, though, we're in YouTube all the time. We're like YouTube. Yeah, yeah, family. yeah, yeah. 
the amount of uh, like days of your life you're going to save not yeah. watching ads. Yeah, that's true. You're you're I mean, like ex- extending your life. I am. This is a health benefit. I might be able to claim this on my taxes as some kind of like fitness <laughs> thing. Hmm. Should we get into when Harry met Sally? Yes, 1989. Sure. This is the main event. It's all been leading to this. It's all been actually. I mean, people have been asking us to do this movie for so long. It has been years. It's been leading to <laughs> pictures. I want Josh investigated in Discord chat with the images <laughs> he's posting. Full investigation. Proto, what's this movie about? What music you think you're going to have behind me right oh. now? I haven't even thought about it yet. You want to make any requests? I don't know. I've been just thinking about that more of like, what you know, the kind of vibe I should oh, have. Oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. You know? Okay. Just trying to raise the bar a little bit. Oh, my word. <laughs> I think we do great work already, but yeah, there's always room for improvement. It's probably some, yeah, Ron says, probably some Harry Connick thing. Playing piano is like, ah, I'm Harry Connick, yeah, jazz. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let me go with that. Having trouble finding the one? Maybe it's time to just give up and marry your friend. That's what Sally does. <laughs> After enduring a 10 year friendship with a gremlin named Harry, Sally realizes that the best thing she can do is settle. Don't get me wrong, their friendship has come a long way. When they first met, Sally had an idyllic view of love and friendship, and Harry tried to set her straight. Sally hated him for that, and for good reason. He is a gremlin, after all. (laughs) But as time went on, relationships and marriages coming and going, Sally found that sometimes all you can do is give up and resign yourself to a fate worse than death when Harry met Sally. The gripping of armchair arms yeah. right now from the When Harry Met Sally five bangers <laughs> right now. They're ready to strangle Proto to death. Uh, so we're mere moments away from hearing Proto's thoughts. First time viewing for this film. Uh, let's start with Casey, though. When was the first time you think you saw this movie? Do you remember when that I was? I did not see this movie for the first time until a, f- a few years ago. I was a, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's been around forever. Obviously, I knew like the iconic scene was in it, but I had never watched it. It wasn't one that Danny and I had watched together. Um, and I think I watched it for the first time by myself. And then finally, wow. I, <laughs> and then finally, we ended up watching it together maybe a couple uh, New mm. Year's ago. Uh, mm-hmm. And now it's a, a New oh, Year's. Yeah, I guess it would be a fun. This is our New, New Year's, Year's tradition, tradition now. Mm. I don't even understand some of the <laughs> some of the Photoshop scenes. <laughs> I don't even know what's going. We reached a singularity of Photoshop's. <laughs> I mean, what is? <laughs> this is stupid. I can't. This is the. <laughs> Oh, fudge. Okay. Crying a little bit. Let me wipe these tears. Edit. Uh, Danny, what's your history with this film? Um, what Casey said. She watched it without me once, and then um, we watched it together again a couple years ago, and now it's our um, it's our New Year's Eve movie we watch now. We have mm. our specific dates when we watch our Nora <laughs> Ephron movies. Right. Mm. Uh, so this is the New Year's Eve one. 
simulated orgasm. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Wait, he did what? <laughs> the soundboard testing out is the soundboard. Unhinged. Just making sure it worked. Just making sure it worked. <laughs> I was not um, ready. I remember. I've. This is just. I say this a lot about certain like classics where you see the clips more more than you remember ever seeing the movie. So I think my first viewing was a couple years ago too. Like first official sit down. Let's see what this is all about. Hmm. Um, for the Letterbox show. I think a guest had this in their four phase. And yeah, I, I remember being shocked about some of the stuff that I saw in it, but I, I feel like the the diner scene is probably what everyone knows about this movie historically. If you've never seen it, you have seen the diner scene probably 10 times in your life. Hmm. Um, so Proto, how did you avoid it? for so many years you think I don't know you know there was um, there was a few of these movies that were on growing up that I've seen many times you know Sleepless in Seattle You've Got Mail um, you know a few other rom-coms that I've seen many times but I don't know why I don't know if we we just didn't own the VHS or maybe my mom just never saw this one and you know never put it on because uh, it was usually like movies that she loved that she would she would put on and we watch together. So for whatever reason, this one just avoided me, and I and I never I'd never seen it. Mm. So uh, the format of this section of the show, we'll go roundtable. We each jot a few things down that we'll uh, kick off a conversation with, and then we'll give our final letterboxed rating and honorable mentions at the end. So, Casey, let's start with you. What's the first thing in this viewing that you want to talk about? Okay, actually, no, I wanted to talk about this before I watched it. Which is um, Nora Ephron's writing. Uh, I know she didn't direct my this number one. one. What? Did you take my notes? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so going Adorable. back, I actually watched Pretty Woman a couple weeks ago. And I was like, this is great. But also, it's missing something. And Nora Ephron just writes a rom-com the best. If you don't like rom-coms, fine. But if you do, she writes them the best out of everyone. And I just, this, the, the way that she writes her characters, the way that we get to see these characters grow through the years, just, I just, I, I love her dialogue. And I know Danny and I watched like a conversation today between Rob Reiner and Nora Ephron. I know some of the dialogue actually was ad-libbed and you know the actors mm -hmm. added them um as like a collaborative process but just overall the stories that she crafts are just they're just so great so mm -hmm. that wasn't that was Nora Ephron you've got mail yeah yeah she's you've got mail and um uh sleepless in, Seattle. in Seattle yeah yeah so Julia and Julia I wrote down some of my favorite lines <laughs> with uh Sally, she describes Humphrey Bogart as a man who owns a bar <laughs> in Casablanca. <laughs> Casablanca, uh, when she says that um, they don't make the Sunday day of the week underwear because of God. Just, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the statute of limitations on apologies? Uh, everybody thinks they have good taste and a sense of humor, which is uh, one of Marie's lines. Just, I just. She's just great. I just, I love her writing for rom-coms. Yeah, I think she's like incredibly funny, but then also her writing about relationships is very insightful too. Mm -hmm. 
like there's some things that they're talking about that like made me like, huh, like that's a great way to think about it or just a different way that I hadn't heard somebody before. So the fact that she could bring that to the dialogue uh, and not just try to like crack jokes is really impressive. The Passage of Time was one of my top threes because we'll get, we'll, probably, we'll leave space for someone else to get into this, but like he, in that, for the first time you see him. What a dweeb. I mean, you you can't help but want to strangle him to death yeah. in that car. Mm-hmm. 100%. And when you see him after his divorce, you know, he's like a totally different person. How many years has that been by then? You know, s- 10? Five. S- has it been f- yeah, five years by then? But that was one thing that jumped out at me in this feeling was people changing over time. The yeah. passage of years can have effects on people and they're, you're not the same person you were, you know, when you first meet someone out of college, high school, even, you know, decades after that, you can change even further. Um, so that that definitely jumped out at me this time. Sally's hair through the years. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, big time. Excuse me. Like The amount of wigs that she wore for this is incredible. <laughs> Her slack game was on point as well. Um, we have to hear from Proto. First time viewing, what's mm-hmm. the first thing you want to bring up? There are a lot of great fits in this movie. I think the one... That stayed with me the most, though, is uh, the batting cage fit. Oh, my God, yes. (laughs) This look, okay, this sweatpants, you got the the baggy sweatshirt on, but then you've got, like, the XXL T-shirt over Mm -hmm. top the sweatshirt. Um, (laughs) It's just an incredible look. Then you got the socks, like, coming up over the sweatpants. You got, like, the, you know, the, the white, dirty sneakers. I just need to, I just need to, I need to do this. Yes. I need to get in a batting cage and I need to look <laughs> oh. like this. <laughs> you the also need to wear socks. the running shorts over the sweatpants. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I specifically wrote down sweatshirts with sleeves cut off from that <laughs> scene. I mean, what, how many layers do you really need to wear? Do people, I, this, this is totally gone, this fashion, I feel like. <laughs> Should Even we bring the, it back? Even the sweatpants Billy is wearing, I mean, they're like size small. One false move and everything's out in the open. He bends over and it's a, it's an R-rated film. It is an R-rated film. It's an X-rated film. He bends <laughs> over. <laughs> NC-17. Um, but not just Billy. I mean, obviously Meg, Meg has some incredible style in this film over the years. I also, yeah, I thought it was fun. And we talked about, I talked about the passage of time, but like the fashion sense over the years I thought was cool to see. Like, I guess you you watch it enough times where you start to just zero in on different things. But Billy's sweater game, I feel like, has been talked about for decades mm. from this movie. Danny, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. And he just shared a photo of him re-wearing the, the sweater and the crouch pose for his 75th birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the, I mean, the sweater game is is and fantastic. And um, his apartment. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, that's a multi-million dollar. That's an expensive apartment. apartment. Yeah. I couldn't get over it, and that's like a twenty thousand dollar rug they were kicking out. <laughs> so big! What a divorce! What's his job again? Political consultant. Political yeah. consultant. Ugh. Yeah, that apartment was insane, and it was empty. Even empty, it looks gorgeous. You know, you, you never have to fill that thing up. No. Just keep it. Keep I love an empty room. <laughs> Danny, what's your number one? Uh, number one. Well, let's talk. I mean, I we got to talk about Meg. 
and leading ladies month. She's our leading lady. She's a, she's just a leading lady of the eighties anyway. Uh, well, I guess not. This was her first feature 89. Um, but I, I just love her in this film. I think, uh, watching her react to, uh, Billy's nonsense in this film is one of my favorite things. Her, her facial expressions are so funny. She's such a natural, um, and I just find her incredibly funny, incredibly smart. She's stunning, especially in the bookstore scene. I can't get enough of the bookstore scene. Um, her big glasses in that the scene. The glasses, the hair, the red sweater. <sighs> Gosh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just, I, I love Meg in this. I think, I th- I think if I have to be honest with myself, Please. I like her in this more than I like her in You've Got Mail. Mm-hmm. And I love You've mm-hmm. Got Mail. Um, there's just something, she's just very charming in this, but also she doesn't put up with Billy and his BS for so long and calls him out on it. And it's just, it's just great. She's great in this. Yeah. Her, I think her fit in this one is like not even close to being compared to You've Got Mail. No. Not even close. No, Prado. Not even close. I, uh, thank you. I think my favorite uh, Meg Ryan uh, thing that she does is when she cries. She's probably like the worst crier in in all of all of acting um, <laughs> because she just can't do it. Like she, so she, so she completely turns into like a cartoon character, mm. and she she like gets a pass. It's like those athletes in sports who like will make an illegal move, but because they do it so much, like the refs let them slide. It's like Meg suddenly, she can't do this thing. So she's just walking around and walking like, oh, it just, it, it makes no sense. But it, she's so, she's so cute um, that you, and, and I kind of realized that watching it this time, because she does the same thing, I think in Sleepless in Seattle. And she's like, this is looks so silly, but mm-hmm. uh, it works. Mm. It does work. You know, there's a gif in chat of that crying scene. I remember her mouth doing all kinds of weird movements Excuse during that me. sob. Uh, Casey, number two. Okay. That initial car ride. Yes. Get into it. I, I cannot imagine this scenario. 1980, or it was 1977, I guess. And you're taking a 18 hour drive with a stranger with no phones, <laughs> a paper map. I mean, Danny is my favorite person in the world to be with, and I don't think I would want to do this with him. My God. A cop like that long in the car. It's constant just, dialogue. There's it's, no in between. Yeah, just not like not stop talking to a stranger. Mm-hmm. It it just <laughs> it sets the scene like it sets up the whole movie perfectly because we get to see these two like the at the most immature versions of themselves. So it, that aspect of it is great, but just the thought of this of this happening just I could break out in hives. <laughs> it just sounds horrible. <laughs> sounds horrible. The thought of my daughter going on a, a drive like this, like, hey, you're going to meet up with some strange boy who's also in college <laughs> and you're going to drive 18 hours. And by the way, there's there's no cell phones. Right. There's no way to reach me. Uh, that's, that, yeah, that does seem insane at this and point. And why are they leaving at like dusk? <laughs> They're leaving it. 
in the late afternoon. Like, why are you not waking up at 6 a.m. and leaving? They just got out of class. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This reminds me of 9 to 5 where we had those really Mm eye-opening scenes where people weren't using computers at work for eight hours a day. We were, nobody could answer what they were doing, yeah. how work happened, if it was real or if it was made up. Um, but yeah, I can't, I mean, just picture yourself in a car for 18 hours. No. You don't have a phone, people. What are you doing? Just try to sleep for 18 hours straight, I guess. I don't know. It makes me sick. I mess up your internal clock. Uh, Proto number two. Uh, so Carrie Fisher has a, a wonderful little role in this mm. as uh, Sally's best friend. Uh, and in one scene, she pulls a Rolodex out of her purse. Uh-huh. Let's talk about it. So Sally has, she broke up with her longtime boyfriend and Carrie's right there ready to give her a number. So she pulls out her Rolodex. Uh, this is such like a wild idea to me, you know? I mean, did people do this? Wouldn't you have maybe like a, you'd have a contact book? I mean, a whole Rolodex in your purse. It's psychotic. (laughs) I mean, purses can be pretty big. Who knows what the hell else is in there? I guess you could throw a Rolodex in there. I don't know. It's like that bag from Harry Potter. (laughs) Is that the Mary Poppins? Oh, yeah. I think it's both, actually. (laughs) That and there's a, they do a second shot of Rolodex when, Harry finds out that Sally has her whole movie collection catalogs in a roller decks. Oh yeah. That's like the original letterboxd. (laughs) I want a full investigation of the 1980s (laughs) and the lack of technology. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Um, Yeah. Carrie Fisher. I want to talk about Carrie Fisher. Yeah. 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 I have, you know, I haven't seen Carrie Fisher in anything that's not star Wars pretty much. And anytime she pops up in these movies as like a side character, I always think like, man, she is ravishing. I wish Carrie Fisher was in more leading roles that I'm like aware of to watch. Maybe it's just me being lazy that I don't track down Carrie Fisher roles, but I don't know. It was great to see her pop up in this movie. Danny, have you seen a ton of Carrie Fisher films outside of Star Wars? I could name you another one, honestly. I can. You can. (laughs) She plays uh, Rob Delaney's mom in the show Catastrophe. Oh, that's right. And it's a side role. She's not in every episode, but it's it's hilarious. I think it was one of her last roles uh, before she died. And oh my gosh, she's so funny. So mm-hmm. funny. Oh yeah, the burbs, Ron says. Love her in the burbs. I just got a text message from a random number wishing me a birthday. Happy birthday. Forget the past. Look forward to the future for the best things are yet to come. I have no idea who this person is. Carrie, is that you? (laughs) (laughs) The ghost of Carrie from beyond. (laughs) Uh, Whose turn is it? Is it Danny's turn? Number two? Sure. Let's, I mean, let's talk about the scene. Let's talk about Catsadelli. Let's talk about fake orgasm. Simulated (laughs) orgasm. (laughs) Let's, uh, I, this scene is, it's so iconic. It's so funny. Um, I always think about, I I wish I'd, I don't know if I've, if I've seen like outtakes or something. I just would love to have seen that room watching her do this and how anyone could keep any sort of straight face. I mean, Billy does an amazing job 
reacting to it. The people around her are just kind of in shock, but there's no way I would be laughing. I'd be crawling <laughs> under the table and my skin be so embarrassed. Um, it's just, it's just an iconic scene. It's so iconic that, um, and, and I think we were watching the commentary today with Robin and Nora talking about it. And I think they had said that it almost wasn't in the movie. Wow. Um, and that, uh, Meg I, said I she could oh. do it. Yeah. It was and then Meg was like, I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, Rob was saying that the lady that says, uh, is, um, I'll have what she's having is his mother. Like he, she came in and did the part for that. That's her line. It's one of the most iconic lines ever. It's just, that scene's insane. And I went to, I went to cats a while ago in New York and they have a sign over the table and it says where Harry met Sally, have what she had or something. And it's really <laughs> funny. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, I, I just, one of the most iconic scenes I think in wow. any rom-com. Right. That's right. I forgot. You're a man. What was that supposed to mean? Nothing. It's just that all men are sure it never happened to them, and most women at one time or another have done it, so you do the math. You don't think that I could tell a difference? No. Get out of here. I love when it, when she, she, the very beginning, the very end of that is the best, because when she's starting, you know, her moaning, he's like, are you okay? <laughs> she's like having indigestion. And then he realizes what she's doing and his mm-hmm. face changes. And then she goes through the whole thing and then she just deadpans back to her regular facial expression and starts eating her sandwich again. It's just, it's so perfect the way that she plays it. Mm-hmm. She gives that look too right before she starts like, I'm okay. going to do something crazy. Okay. Like I'm going to, and it, it's, it almost feels so out of character <laughs> for her to, to do this. It does, it feels so you know, bizarre. I mean, I guess she is, I don't know if this is before or after she does a karaoke in the store, but I guess she kind of does go out there a little bit, but it just feels so out of character and out of place, but somehow it just works perfectly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's psychotic. Part of your thoughts. Um, I did notice that there is kind of like a, a theme with that of like being in, in public places and kind of having outbursts because when they do like the, in the beginning, when they're doing the road trip, they stop at the diner and she mm-hmm. walks in and she's, you know, I feel like I've had great sex before or something. Yeah, the whole yeah, yeah. Then there's the karaoke scene. Uh, and then I think there was like one other as well. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I love that idea of someone just having, having the bravery, honestly, <laughs> to be in a diner like that and go through that whole thing. Uh-huh. Uh, amazing. I also think that the extras in this scene are not extras that they would use today. Like they look like regular people in a New York City diner Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like now you would have young actors in their (laughs) mid-20s in the diner. They all look hot as hell to be models, (laughs) but it just looks more real. Like every Mm -hmm. time they cut to an extra, like, yes, this is a person I would see in a diner right now in New York. I thought it was great. How many how many people do you think have tried to replicate that scene? Oh in the, God, can you imagine working at this place? People start like doing it just like five times a day. I'd throw pastrami at them. <laughs> I wrote that I, I can't believe that they haven't had sex yet over the course of their relationship. So which mm-hmm. leads to like Billy's comments about like, you can't be friends with a woman and not, you know, have sex or it'll ruin everything. But there, by the certain point, I was like thinking to myself, like how have they not, had sex yet over the mm-hmm. course of their friendship. I mean, it looks like Billy has no friends. It looks like Meg <laughs> has no friends. 
they're only <laughs> hanging out with each other. It's not like they have a, a you know a, a big group of friends. You're hanging out with Meg Ryan four times a week. Mm-hmm. You're going out for drinks. You're both single. Mm-hmm. Something is going to happen. That's what I believe. Have you seen Billy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, her only male friend is Billy Crystal. <laughs> you know, after a certain point, she's like thinking to herself, whatever, let's just get crazy tonight, Bill. Okay, I'm horny, Bill. Bill, Bill okay. Bill? Get me a Long Island iced tea, Bill. Let's oh have my. a night. Turn the lights off, Bill. <laughs> uh, Casey, your thoughts on their on their inability to consummate their friendship over the years? Well, I think that they really were for a while just wanting to be friends. That's what they wanted out of their relationship. I think they moved, they moved past the whole, oh, we can't be friends because the sex will get in the way. I think they got to the point where they actually just enjoyed being friends. And we're watching, mm. you know, when you watch a movie, you're watching it no, basically knowing, okay, these two are going to end up together. So you have that perspective. But I think in that middle part, they really were just enjoying friendship, which I do think is definitely possible between men and women. So. What if mm. it's just one man, one woman, you have no other friends? <laughs> and it's Billy Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Megan linked to Proto's review that I referenced earlier. Proto says, he looks like a skeleton covered in skin. I don't know how else to explain it. <laughs> so maybe that's why it took so long. You never know. Mm. Casey, number three. Well, we kind of already touched on it, but I loved, <laughs> you were just saying they didn't have any friends, but I loved the Jess and Marie characters. Um, mm-hmm. there's, you know, in these movies, there's always the friends, you know, the, the, the sidekicks to the, to the main characters. And I just loved, um, I love Jess and Marie. I love that they end up together, how they ditch them, uh, mm-hmm. on their, yeah, they amazing. were trying to set each other up and they ended up together. She quotes his line at the dinner table and you just, <laughs> just the thought of that, of that actually happening to a man, just the immediate shot of adrenaline to his ego. I mean, there's no way they were not going to end up together after that. Um, it's like someone referencing, I was listening to this podcast about right. movies called 70mm yeah. and this one yes. host said, he looks like a skeleton with skin on. <laughs> that was me! <laughs> I love that line. I wrote that down. I was like, that is, that's me. That could happen. <laughs> Uh, just their deliveries of some of their lines, Carrie Fisher's, you know, at the beginning where she has that, she's stuck on this guy that's married and she keeps saying, he's never going to leave her. He's never going to leave her. And then, uh, Bruno Kirby at the, uh, at the driving range, that whole conversation and how he, yeah, he stops playing and he's like, you made a woman meow. (laughs) (laughs) His delivery of that, they're just... They're great, and I like. I mean, yes, Carrie Fisher is stunning. Bruno Kirby is just, you know, him and yo. He looks good with that mustache. Uh, okay, yeah, that's a good yeah. stash. Uh-huh. Casey Anyways. being very political right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I liked, I liked their friend. Oh, and the um, their their phones next to their bed. Oh yeah, they oh, each my gosh. have their own line. 
and they they had two phones in their bedroom, landlines, <laughs> separate lines on their nightstands. Yo, Amazing. <laughs> I cannot they even were imagine. Rich. Two the landlines they had to run money. two separate lines next to a bed. And a brownstone in New York. No way. <laughs> Makes you want to hurl. I love their I love the argument about the wagon wheel coffee oh, table. So good. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. It's just a hilarious scene. And then, you know, uh Harry has this outburst. So they're kind of, you know, coming back together and she says, I just want you to know I will never want that wagon wheel coffee table. <laughs> just, so just, good. You think you think she's gonna say something, you know, so heartfelt and she's like, No, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Part of number three. We mentioned them at the beginning, but there's uh, interspersed. There's these old couple scenes. Old mm. couple. Yeah, so these um, these couples who are sitting together and and they tell the story either of how they met or their love story, and they all have like you know funny little. They're kind of like little jokes in themselves. Like the one is like uh, you know like I saw her stand across the room, and I walked up. And I said, hi. <laughs> and that's when I knew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I love those because just comparing like that experience of how like these couples are saying that they met each other versus how dating is now. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I, I don't, I, I didn't experience this. I, I kind of got in right under the wire before like online dating like exploded and and everyone was dating through apps. So I, I never did that. But now like that's, that seems like that's, I don't know, hundred percent of how people do mm, this these days. Right. Um, and it's just fascinating that they're just looking at those of what people think of in terms of relationships and romance and finding quote unquote, the one where there, there's these stories of these old couples who really, who knows how many options they might have had at the time, maybe a handful. And this person comes up and introduces themselves and you fall madly in love and mm. that's it. Versus now where you kind of have almost like an endless amount of people that you can review before you even talk to them. It's it's just really fascinating mm. considering how things have changed in that way. Can you imagine Proto's online dating profile? <laughs> his... his his uh, batting cage fit as his profile picture. Oh my God. Simulated <laughs> orgasm. <laughs> Sorry, I'm done officially. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. One of the, what was it? One of the guys, like, I walked over her. I walked over her and asked her out, and we were married two weeks later. What a time. Wild. What a freaking time. So I saw some comments in chat. This is the propaganda, marriage propaganda piece we're talking about. But those were actors, those weren't real couples. You heard about this? Saw a couple of comments and chat about that. That's a conspiracy. I can't believe conspiracy. That. All right, we won't delve too deep into this. Then I don't want to <laughs> give any air to such conspiracies. Uh, Danny, number three. What haven't we talked about? Um, the final scene where um, not the final. Oh yeah, I guess the New Year's Eve where Harry runs back to her and he pleads his love to her. I love that conversation. I love Harry in that scene. I also love that Sally isn't just all instantly, yes, take me. She still Mm -hmm. fights. She doesn't want to be just a consolation, I guess, prize. She doesn't want to just, he, she wants love and he loves her and he lays it all out. Love that you get cold when it's 71. 
a half an hour to order a sandwich. He breaks down how all the things that he loves about her. And it's just romantic. I love it. Like I love, I just love it. I, I, it's just a good scene. It, it just ties it all together. Great for me. Um, and it's just, it's just great. Sorry. That's all I can say. Never, you don't ever have to apologize to me on this show. I'm sorry, Proto. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember every time I watch this, I feel like up until that scene, he hasn't almost like earned her like to come back and like apologize and have her take him back. But I feel like the writing in that scene is so good that it almost circumvents any kind of gaps that I have in, in their, in that like brief respite where they're separated. Cause we haven't even talked about them, you know, having sex finally. And then he has that like face afterward. Oh my God. The face. <laughs> How can you make that face after what just transpired with Meg Ryan 1989? <laughs> he needs to be incarcerated after that. Pro, do you have any thoughts about the final scene and, and them finally knocking boots? Uh, honestly, I was disappointed in the ending. Mm. Um, because I found Billy Crystal so repulsive in this movie My God, that for him to actually end up with her uh, was a travesty. Um, I mean, the character Harry is just, you know, he's a gremlin, right? Mm. And there's no other way to say it. But I also like the angle of them being friends. Like, of course, you know, it's a romantic comedy. They end up together. They fall in love, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's, I find it more interesting, this whole, I, this whole idea that's running through the whole movie of them being friends, of like trying to maintain this friendship that I thought it would be more compelling if they went in that way, like, can we just continue to be friends because, you know, that's what we want. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at. Can you apologize to me? <laughs> I'm sorry, Danny. <laughs> Thank you. Poor Billy. Billy represents the everyman in this movie, I feel like. He gives mm. people like me a chance out there in 1989. Short kings. How short is Billy Crystal? Same height as you. <laughs> <laughs> Danny gaslit me to make me think that five nine was short. Danny's like five one. You know, you're the you're the shortest one on this podcast. I'm six three. <laughs> Get out of here. Not six three. <laughs> Casey, your thoughts on the ending and Billy. I, I love the ending. I I love that he runs. He can't get a cab. He's I I um, I. I love that he just almost sound like his delivery of that whole speech. He's so impassioned. He almost sounds angry. <laughs> like, How about this way? I love that you get cold when it's 71 degrees out. I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. I love that you get a little crinkle above your nose when you're looking at me like I'm nuts. I love that after I spend a day with you, I can still smell your perfume on my clothes. And I love that you are the last person I want to talk to before I go to sleep at night. And it's not because I'm lonely, and it's not because it's New Year's Eve. I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. He wants to convince her, and he's been trying to apologize to her for several months. I think it's months. Right. um, Or maybe weeks. You know, calling, leaving messages on the machine, singing to her on the machine, and finally just goes for it and I think you can tell by her response it, it could have gone either way because she she doesn't just immediately you know 
fall into his arms and say, I love you too. She says, I hate you. Probably what Proto was thinking. <laughs> Man, I, are we doing this? <laughs> I wrote in my notes that when he starts running and at the end, he should have been power walking. I feel like oh that would have come full circle if he was power walking <laughs> the instead. The power walking. The power walking scene with the two of them in the park, my God. I wish they did a whole documentary on the power walking phase of 1980s, <laughs> I guess, late 1980s. Very strange. So somebody in chat before we go on said, I love the listing of the unattractive things. So in that speech, he's saying all these things. It's like somebody could see as a flaw, but they're the things that he loves about her. Mm. I think that's like so indicative of like true love. I mean, yes, romantic love and friendship love, just these things that might bother someone else or even bother you about yourself. Someone else loves them about you. And that's that's why it's fun that he's not just like, I love how beautiful you are. Right, right. Or, you know, it's just the the ordering and the whatever else he says. I can't remember them all. Uh, all right. Final rating, final thoughts. Casey uh, for When Harry Met Sally. Final rating, final thoughts. Let me look at my honorable mentions. I thought it was funny, the orgasm scene, like when you think about how she was at the beginning, when she, you know, like Proto mentioned how she gets uh, the whole place gets quiet right when she says I've had plenty of good sex and she looks mortified but then later you know 12 to 10 12 years later she's having a simulated orgasm in the middle of that <laughs> <Stelly. laughs> I wish I could have been an adult in New York in the 80s <laughs> just looked like a fun time to be honest the the landlines talking on talking on a regular phone to people like while you watch a movie that sounds great uh, there's no way Billy Crystal made a woman meow. <laughs> um, oh, when he shoves her letters into the mailbox. Oh man! Oh yeah! I felt that. I felt that. There's definitely moments in in your life where one of you is doing something so slowly. <laughs> And the other person's just watching and has to take over. That's, that's for Danny a couple weeks ago, was cutting bacon. I'm like, I, I can't. I need to okay. stop. I don't want to talk about this. Yeah. So this is a five star movie for me. And it it's just super fun. It's a rewatchable, lovely, Nor Ephron, wonderful rom com. Mm. So five stars for me. Five stars. The first. Of several? Who knows? Mm. Is Proto going to five-star this movie? That's a good <laughs> I'm question. Gonna go. question. I'm going to go next, main... though, because I'm a five-star for this oh. movie. Easy five-star. Nora Ephron has my heart. I love Meg. Um, there's This is this is a yearly watch for us now. Um, and I just, I can't get enough of this film. It's hilarious. I love the music in it. I love Billy. I love Meg. I love... Bruno and Carrie, they're just, they're great in this film. I, I love everything about it. I agree, Casey. I would love to have been an adult in New York in the 80s. That would have been a blast. Let's go. Let's I just mean, make rich, it happen. Let's rich just go adult in New get York a landmine, no. throw our cell phones away. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I mean, the rent probably in the 80s, I mean, that he was probably paying like a couple hundred bucks a month. You know? Nowadays, <laughs> inflation, you kidding me? Yeah. It's like a $10,000 a month apartment. Mm -hmm. No one can afford it now. It makes me sick. Um, 
let me go. I, I, there was Just one. Call, there was one call out I wanted to make when he's when it's young Billy. He's got that that wig on. I the way he was acting and the kind of like you know personality performance he was putting out it reminded me of Jerry Seinfeld a lot. Yes, like you could deep fake Jerry Seinfeld into this movie, and I feel mm. like it would still work. I agree. Imagine Jerry Seinfeld making someone meow in this movie. My Riverside froze there for a minute, so I have no idea what you just said, but... It's probably for the better, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Probably for the best. (laughs) Going through my notes, humping and pumping is not his strong suit. I remember that line. He was talking about Shell in college. My gosh. The idea that, like, somebody's, like, job description determined how good they are in bed is just ridiculous. Just Sheldon. Silly. Definitely something a college student thinks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Billy looks great with a beard. I don't know if that's a scandalous thing to say. He looked great with that beard. I wish he kept it on for the movie. Um, (laughs) The singing machine. Didn't call it karaoke. Called it the singing machine. Mm -hmm. Very strange. You can't say that's copyright. Very strange. Um... Yeah, I have a great time. I could watch this all the time. Five stars. Oh, oh my! Wow! I have guys. a lot of fun watching this time. This movie, um, you know, it just makes me feel good. You know, yeah. it's funny. Mm. I love yeah. Meg. Billy is annoying as hell to start this movie, mm-hmm. but I I love seeing them go through their friendship over the mm-hmm. years. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Proto, closing thoughts. Um, yeah, some final thoughts. Carrie Fisher, Hungry for Men. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. that There was something about a 24-hour tumor, which oh, was that's so, so good. F- was so funny. I am the dog. I am the dog. <laughs> oh, Meg on her, t- her personal computer. God, I just, you know, watching movies from the 80s, I just love to see these old computers with those keyboards, the sound mm-hmm. of her clicking, clacking. Mm. On that in her house. Don't you have one of those the keyboards? OG you ASMR. have one of those noisy ones? <laughs> yeah, I have a mechanical keyboard, but not the like cherry that. cherry keys. The, the I brown want the authentic. Mm-hmm. You know, where like the keyboard's still attached to the, the, you know, the unit, yeah. the monitor. Mm-hmm. That's what I need. Um, yeah, you know, the, the writing in this is so good. The dialogue is fantastic. Um, even, you know, the acting between uh, Meg and Billy is great. They have great chemistry on screen. I mean, this is something with that alone that you could easily say this is a four-star movie. But I did find myself uh, as I'm watching this and we see these phases of Billy Crystal, uh, I found myself spiraling. You know, and Slim, you're saying he looked good in the beard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that's the point where it turned a corner where I almost like had to turn, I was like turning to the side <laughs> and trying way. to see if like, could I watch this movie without seeing Billy Crystal <laughs> One eye in open. some way? <laughs> <laughs> and it may have been the beard that kind of, it started to accentuate his, his bone structure that made me just notice what lies beneath more and more as I'm, as I'm watching this. Um, and I just found him so incredibly, uh, hard to, uh, experience in this movie. You know, I'm watching this, um, 
I, and I don't, I don't know if I can like compare this to something else really that it, it was almost by the end, it was, it was, it was getting hard to finish. And, um, which is a shame because I think this movie is so great. I would love, I would really love for a deep fake to come out where somebody can just change Billy Crystal because who would you um, put in? Who would you want? Fantasy cast. You know, that's not for me to decide. That's not my role in this. Mm. I'm just recognizing that in, we need a change. God, well, someone, is Kirby Dan in chat says Tom Hanks. What if there was another Tom Hanks Meg Ryan movie? And this was There's one already two. We don't need a third. What if, Proto? Maybe what if? they could, yeah. Maybe they could just remake it. You think uh, Tom looks better than <laughs> Billy? In general, yes. Hmm. Yes. Uh, so this is, I'm at three stars for this, unfortunately. Okay. Mamma mia. Three stars is good. Yeah. We've been saying it's that true. for three years. Three Put stars Jenna is good. on the phone. What's Jenna's rating <laughs> for When Harry Met Sally? Do we know? Do you know? Five stars. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. she hasn't even stars. seen it, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. We did it. Crossing it off the list. Mm-hmm. When Harry Met Sally, Leading Ladies Month officially in the books. Leading Ladies Volume 3. It's our third volume. Very successful in my opinion. Yes. Uh, we do have a VM to get to. It's a little bit long, but we'll Uh-oh. let it slide. It's, it's, it's the reason for the season. When Harry okay. Met Sally. Okay. Uh, you can leave us one at 70mmpod at gmail.com. Shoot us a voice memo or a letter. Uh, so let's dive in. Hi, 70mm. This is Zerika from London. Oh. Um, I'm so excited for this week's episode. When you announced it last week, I just, I knew that I had to call in for When Harry Met Sally. Um, it is quite possibly one of my favorite films, one of my comfort films for sure that I just mm. always go back to, especially on New Year's Eve, I found mm. the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, when we've been in like lockdown or just sat at home because we can't like go out. Um, I think there has been no better way to bring in a new year than that monologue of Harry declaring his love for Sally. Yes. Oh, it's, it's just the best. just brings a tear to my eye every single time. Um, but there's so many great things about this film as well. I think um, Harry Fisher really steals the show. Her character is just so funny. And mm. I especially love that scene when the girls are out for lunch and Sally's just broken up with. Um, that guy that she'd been seeing for years, and then all of a sudden, Carrie Fisher's character Marie gets out this huge <laughs> Rolodex of single guys that she can pawn off to Sally, and she's just going through like all of them at the at the dinner table, and they they're asking, "Oh, what about this guy?" And they're all like, "Well, no, he's married." And then Marie like just earmarks the just like details, like, "Oh my god, it cracks me up every single time." Um, but it's, yeah, I just, I love the film and it's such a funny, like looking at it, you know, in like a 21st century view, like it's so bizarre how, what, like 30 years ago, people would apparently just, what, me start dating and then move in after like two, three months, get married after like three, four months, like however they do it in the film. Not sure how accurate that is of, you know, what it was actually like at the time, but if that really was the case, then. I just find it so bizarre. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, I could wax lyrical about this film so much. 
Um, but I cannot wait to hear what you guys have to say. Um, really excited to see what kind of artwork Daddy has for this as well. I want to say, I, I hope that it is the dynasty, but mm. let's see. Um, but anyway, amazing show. Really enjoy it. Love listening every week. And um, speak to you soon. Bye. First VM. What a VM. Great but VM. When Harry met Wonderful. Sally. Gosh. The love is there. Five-star VM. The love, yeah. definite five-star. Um, it would be funny for like a bootleg company to produce the Rolodex or like the Rolodex <laughs> cards to see like what she would have written on them. I wonder what she would have like, des- what her descriptors would have been for all of them. That would be funny to read. Uh, we have an email from Nolan. Subject line, all caps, when Harry met Sally. <laughs> I'm writing this email at the very last moment because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with a podcast, oh my you want the rest of your life to start right now. I love this movie and I hope you guys do too. So sad I couldn't make the live recording, but hopefully I dominate this trivia game I'm attending instead. Love, oh Nolan. Oh, Nolan's going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of trivia, I had it in my notes to talk about at the top of the show and I failed, Uh-oh. but we're planning the next meetup. Oh, we're, we're starting yeah. to plan the next meetup. Supporters are answering surveys. You know, where should the meetup be? East Coast, West Coast, Philly again, somewhere else, Chicago, other cities. You know, there's so much in contention. How do you feel about the planning process officially kicking off for 2023? I'm excited. I mean, what a time we had last time uh, watching Back to the Future again. Oh, my again. gosh. You know, I was thinking of like, what movie could we watch this time? Oh, uh, there's some, there's some good picks out there. Yeah, you know, we're gonna have to go into the lab, uh, but I think we'd have something really juicy. But yeah, I mean, it was a great time. It was so much fun to see people in person. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I agree. forward to it. Some there was one more email that oh, came God. in. God, what Andrew Zanem from the Discord from Andrew. Next letter. Episode 162, Traveling Companion. Hey, 70MM Podcast, this is Andy, a.k.a. Zanim on the Discord. I've been traveling all week, and on the plane ride from the Midwest to the West Coast, there were no movies on the flight. However, I remember to download several 70MM episodes that I had been saving for such an emergency, including the epic Robocop and Roma episodes. Oh my. What can I say? I learned how to innovate from the best. Winky. <sighs> Man, what great apps those were, if I may a lot say of good, so. Good times. Thank you for always being a welcome presence in our lives, even when the movies can't always be there. I also want to say hi to my wife, Hillary, who's probably listening to live recording right now at home oh. while she's holding down the fort with our cats. I owe her big time. Thank Aww. you, Hillary, and thank you to the 70MM crew. The weekend is now yours, Andy. Oh my gosh. Hillary, did we know that a partner, a wife, was Goodness. in the Discord as well? Did I miss this? My God. Hillary, please. I love our Roma episode. What, a what an experience watching that movie. Oh, my God. We have to go back. I still haven't <laughs> seen God. it. I need to watch it. You oh, didn't watch it with what? me. I don't know what. I don't know. I don't know what happened Come that on, week. Uh, I'm sorry. That's my top 10 all time. Oh, my God. Wow. Easy. Okay. Easy okay. top 10 all time. Easy. Please, Casey, make make some time if you can. Okay. Watch. <laughs> Hillary is using Xanum's account. 
I'm on his account trying to figure out how to use Discord. <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. Beautiful. All right. So next week is Proto's pick. He's kicking this new theme off. Um, you know, it's April. I think next month is April. It's known mm-hmm. for Easter. You know, the Easter bunny. The bunny. Right? <laughs> the bunny rises again. <laughs> From the cave. <laughs> and we've teased many times that April, you know, it might be fun to do kind of like a religious slash spiritual slash whatever. So for fans of the Ten Commandments episode and maybe the fans of the Contact episode, I think mm-hmm. there's some parallels there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing Holy Month. Oh, that's what you chose. Final name to be determined. We're still workshopping. <laughs> we have many names. Holy month. Spiritual month. The last temptation of 70 millimeter. <laughs> Proto suggested the bread of life month. <laughs> <laughs> so we're still workshopping, but uh, it's not, we're not all going to do Jesus movies. No one wants to listen to five weeks of that. I mean, maybe, I'm sorry. I, I'll apologize to everyone who would Excuse love me, to listen to that. listeners definitely want that. I'm preemptively Gosh. apologizing for the statement that I just made. Um, but in a perfect world, we're, we'll try to mix it up. Uh, so we'll see what Proto will start us off with that might key off some decisions from the rest of the hosts. I will so I say- have mine locked. Excuse me. I'm locked. Whatever protocol. I already I'm know locked. what you're picking. Everyone knows what you're picking. You don't know. I know what it 100. I'm, I'm willing to bet money that I know what Danny is picking. I don't even know. Um, we also have a guest lined up for the yep. final week of the month. Yep. Long time coming. Oh. <laughs> Trader says it's Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> He's back one night Tom only. Ass. Uh, Proto, what's it going to be? Can you walk us through your decision for next week? Yeah, there was a bunch of movies that I would want to do on the pod. Um, and I wasn't really sure where to go. It's kind of hard to track these down, I think, a little bit. I, well, there's a bunch of lists on Letterboxd, but they have like all kinds of movies mingled in. Either right. they're like too strict on being religious and there's like 10 or there's like 200 movies mm-hmm. and it's like stuff that you wouldn't even consider. So, um, but my pick is a movie that's been on my watch list for a little while. Um, it's a director we've never covered before. Oh. So I'm really excited about this. Although Danny has made some comments that I'm expecting a one star from Danny um, for this pick, but that's, that's not going to sway oh, me. We've never covered time. them. We never, we've never covered this director. Uh, so my pick is from 1987, directed by Wim Wenders, oh. Wings of Desire. Oh my what? gosh. Wim, Wim Wenders. Wim Wenders. We did it. Streaming on we HBO Max and the Criterion. You know it's streaming. What? There are angels on the streets of Berlin. Two angels glide through the streets of Berlin, observing the bustling population, providing invisible rays of hope to the distressed, but never interacting. When Damiel falls in love with lonely trapeze artist, the angel longs to experience life in the physical world and finds that it might be possible for him to take human form. 4.2 average on Letterboxd. My word. What's the runtime for this Wim Wenders? I know he's 128, <laughs> 128 minutes. 128. Why do you say Daniel yeah, I, give it one star? What have I said about Wim Wenders? 
Uh, you've made so I don't think you really know what you're saying. You Excuse just me. Use his name <laughs> in reference for some reason. You're like, oh, that's probably is a Wim Wenders movie. Isn't there like a seven day long movie he made? Yes. Yeah, so I watched last year <laughs> until the end of the world. Last year. It could have been three years ago. Yeah. Until the end of the world. Uh, I watched that two years ago. Uh, that movie Five is. Oh wait, this is wait a second. This this says the movie is two and a half hours long, but there's no way it's actually like four hours long. Um, it's like a super long uh, science fiction movie, that, which I loved. I gave mm. it five stars, mm-hmm. so I'm very excited to see this. This is in black and white. Oh. Yes, 1987 black and white. You know, we'll see. That feels on purpose. Also, uh, the same director of Paris, Texas, with Harry Dean Stanton, that I know is a very letterboxed movie. Mm-hmm. Doing air quotes right now. I know? just uh, who I I was watching a a beautiful interview with my sweet kings Bono and Edge uh, this week, and they brought up Wim Wenders and no. Paris, Texas as being a very influential movie for them. I, I'm stunned. You know, my record is in the mail of the songs. It's coming in soon. You haven't listened yet. I have only listened to the signals, sig- singles. Signals. This is. I'm not sure if it's a safe space to talk about you two. You know, I'm looking have, right at you and not just anywhere only else. Only me, Len. Danny. Only look into my eyes. <laughs> not looking anywhere else. We talk about you two. Our kings. Art in chat says immaculate projection month. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> We're open to ideas right now. I like them all. We're very open to ideas. Okay, wings of desire. What a poster too. Streaming in a few spots. My God, the the five bangs among my friends right now on here. Excuse me. Yeah. <sighs> All right, Casey, thank you so much for coming on again. Yes. It's been a delight. Thank you for having me. Thank you also for letting the, the very small contingent of the she-her people in the Discord vote for this movie. We have fun. It was fair. Like I said in my email, it was very smooth. We had no issues. So mm. I think we can nail down all the other voting issues you guys have had to mm. everyone outside <laughs> of the she, her channel. Mm-hmm. We'll have to investigate <laughs> some potential fixes for our voting. They, there's always some kind of hassle mm-hmm. or coercion that takes place among the vote. Um, but if anyone is looking for more info on an intimacy challenge, no. listen to Casey's <laughs> podcast, Fun Sexy Bible Time. Um, to get all the details. Pardon, any closing thoughts this week? Closing thoughts. Man, this is going to be a huge month month for us. Mm-hmm. Maybe the biggest in history. I mean, where where could we go? Gandhi? Ben-Hur? Oh, I thought about Gandhi. That would be, yeah. I would like that. Last Temptation of Christ? Martin Scorsese. Oh Left Martin? Behind. Willem. Left Behind with Kirk Cameron. <laughs> Listen, I would love to do Left Behind. If that's a subscriber-only episode, shit. I'm not sure if I would want that on the main feed. <laughs> Audio commentary? Uh, oh, my God. Okay, we need to discuss yeah. this offline. We let this simmer. <laughs> DMs. We let this simmer. <laughs> uh, all right, that's it? No, no. I guess that's it. <laughs> I have no thoughts. <laughs> Billy Crystal has vaporized any additional thoughts I might have had. We'll see everybody next week for Wings of Desire.
70mm is a tape deck production featuring original artwork provided by Danny Haas. Spiritual Guidance and V'ger, the robot who loves movies, provided by Pertalexis. Producer at large, Dale underscore A. Transcripts provided by Sophie Shin and music composed by Cinematric. Prints and other merch are available on 70mmpod.com. This episode was mixed, edited, and produced by me, Slim. Support our Patreon for access to our VHS Village Discord to talk movies with new friends, access to our exclusive episodes in the 70mm vault, discounts on merch, uncut episodes, and a physical membership card mailed to you. To check out other Tape Deck podcasts, find the link in the episode notes. And if you'd like to support our friends at Letterboxd and upgrade to pro or patron status, you can do so with a 20% off discount using the links on 70mmpod.com. Goodbye. This, this, this is a Tape Deck podcast. Oh, my God.